Thank you for downloading a sermon from the Chapel of the Cross. The Chapel of the Cross is a welcoming, growing, and historic Episcopal Church in Madison, Mississippi. I hope you will join us on Sundays for worship at 7.30 a.m., 8.45 a.m., 11 a.m., and 5 p.m., with Sunday school for all ages at 10 a.m. I also invite you to connect with the chapel online at chapelofthecrossms.org. Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. We pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. Holy and loving God, write a message on our hearts. Bless us, direct us, and send us out living letters of the word. Amen. Please be seated. Several years ago, the Reverend Dylan Mortimer, an artist and pastor from Kansas City, Missouri, created a series of sculptures he then installed in cities from Jackson, Tennessee to New York City. The sculptures appear to be an old-fashioned phone booth. And if you don't know what a phone booth is, please speak to one of us with the gray hair. But upon closer inspection, they turn out not to be phone booths, but prayer booths. The booths include the familiar iconography, but instead of telephone, they read prayer. And instead of the white icon of a telephone handset, they display an image of praying hands. There is a fold-down cushion for kneeling, and where the phone would have been, there are words of instruction and inspiration. And no, you do not need a quarter to pray, although as the vestry prepares to make a budget in January, that might not be a bad idea. Folks who walked past the booze reacted in a wide variety of ways. Some were offended, some were amused. And some, perish the thought, used the booths for what they were intended. One woman struggling financially prayed for gratitude. And one little girl prayed for her hamster that was sick. A reporter once asked the artist himself why he created the booths. He wanted to spark discussion with a dash of humor about the role of prayer and, moreover, the role of God in our daily lives. The topic of the role of God in our daily life is especially appropriate today on this last Sunday before Advent, a feast known as Christ the King. Christ the King is a fairly young feast conceived of less than 100 years ago in 1925 by Pope Pius XI. While many parts of the world were enjoying the frivolities of the 1920s, Pope Pius was feeling cranky. He wrote, The seeds of discord have been sown far and wide, bitter enmities and rivalries between nations, which still hinder so much the cause of peace. Thank goodness those challenges are part of the past. So the Bishop of Rome declared a new feast, Christ the King, for Christ should reign in the hearts of men, and in the wills of men, so that people will order their lives to be worthy of faithful and obedient subjects of the divine king. The image of a king 
While it may have appealed to Pope Pius, is not a helpful metaphor in the 21st century, especially in America, a nation created in the crucible of revolution and founded on the principles of democracy. But regardless of the image, the root of the question remains, what is the role of God in your life? Our role in God's life is quite clear, spelled out in our Old Testament reading from Ezekiel. The prophet reports, thus says the Lord God, I myself will search for my sheep. I will seek them out. I will rescue them from all the places to which they have been scattered. I will seek the lost. I will bring back the strayed. I will bind up the injured. I will strengthen the weak. I will feed them with justice. Like a shepherd, God loves us and will care for us eternally. God seeks us. God strives for us. And even when we are lost, even when we try to avoid God, even when the desperate realities of this life so bruise our soul that we can't imagine life ever returning to normal, the power of God breaks through. God is always there. But how do we respond? What do we do in the face of such love, such powerful love? I don't know about you, but even in the midst of this pandemic, I don't have any time to be lost. I have too much going on. Work and family, Zoom calls and virtual gatherings, media and noise, all while wearing a blankety-blank mask and staying socially distant. And when do we stop to evaluate our lives? Why does this busyness, in person or otherwise, seem to equate with value? Aren't we called to wade through all of this mess and find room for God? I wish I could tell you that I have some magic formula to make the exhaustion of life go away. The busyness will continue, and I fear when life returns to normal, whatever that looks like, our busyness will grow even further. But I can tell you that making room for God is not that hard. Regardless of how important we are or how important we think we are, we can find some amount of time every day to acknowledge God, to be aware of the presence of God, and to pray with God. Like the real phone booths of years ago that we used to pass on every street corner, we could pause at regular intervals on the road of life, and instead of worrying about this or that, we can spend time with God. The ancient monastics, monks and nuns, organized their days according to a rule, a list of requirements for their particular order that included everything from high-minded theology to the basic occupations of life. And this schedule included several breaks for prayer. Perhaps you could create a 21st century rule for yourself, and in that rule you could set aside time for prayer. Perhaps in the season of pandemic, amid all the illness and fear and stress, we might find some more time for prayers, and that would allow us to create and live into a routine that will serve us well when the pandemic is just a memory. And you don't need a booth 
All you need is a quiet spot. Turn off the TV or your phone or whatever makes noise in your life. And turn to God and say, I'm listening. The Reverend Mortimer, the creator of those prayer booths, once said about prayer, the truly scary reality is that people could be praying all around you and you wouldn't even know it. And that is kind of the point. On this Christ the King Sunday, as we begin to prepare for the birth of the Emmanuel, the God with us, perhaps we can reflect on how we are with God. How we seek the peace that only God can give. And the amazing things that can happen when we enjoy enjoy that strong connection with our God. Amen.